Hi everyone, this is Nancy with Relationships with Nancy. Welcome to our podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of relationships in a polarized society. You may think, okay Nancy, what exactly do you mean by a polarized society? Well, polarized is when we divide sharply into opposing factions, political groups, opinions, whether it's a peaceful protest or a riot, whether it is listening to the news, the virus, um, how we handle our areas right now because of this virus, masks, parties, restaurants, whatever city we live in, we are polarized right now. And especially if you hop into social media, you will see so many different opinions in so many different areas from one channel to the next channel, from one video to the next video, from the local news to the state news to the federal level. We're living in a time that the opinions around us are polarized, which in turn causes a lot of problems within our relationships. No doubt we're in the middle of a pandemic, something that this generation has not experienced. I'm 61 years old and I don't ever recall dealing with the situations that we are required to deal with today. Protests and riots, I haven't experienced protests and riots, but not that far back in history, there were protests that happened and there were riots that happened. I was a little girl during that time, but I remember the news and I remember as I grew up, people talking about the riots that were going on in different areas. But even today, we have peaceful protesters versus violent. Like as I listen to the news today, and I was listening to the president speak about what is going on in Chicago and then some other areas within the United States where it is violence, where people are destroying their own neighborhoods. And then also, according to some news sources, it's people coming in from the outside, destroying neighborhoods. We are destroying our own country on the inside. We don't need someone to come in from other countries and destroy it. We have people living here who are doing it. And what's all said and done, when it finally calms down, and I believe eventually it will, you will still be able to see the destruction in these cities. There will be families that no longer have their children, that they have been murdered. Maybe uh, the same thing like this funeral that I was reading about today in the news, that there was a gunfight during the funeral and people were shot as the cars were driving down the street. And it seems to be common to hear of victims being shot in their homes from stray bullets. Now, for me, I'm, I'm going to share my opinion on something. I hadn't planned on doing it, but I am going to share this because since we're talking about shooting, I am not one who agrees with taking away everyone's right to own a gun. But I am on the side of we need stricter laws. But I also know this, evil is evil, right? Evil 
is evil. And if someone desires to hurt someone, as we see in these riots, that whether they are picking up sticks or stones or throwing batteries or whatever they can find to hurt other people, just like someone who starts a fire to burn something down, right? That's not a gun, is it? But evil is evil. It's evil. So I didn't come on here today to talk about my stance on gun control, but I felt I would just throw that in there since I was talking about uh, violence and shootings. We have peaceful Black Life Matters versus violent Life Black Matters. We have the death of attackers and death of the innocent death of children, adults, young and old. And this is going on in the middle of this pandemic. And today, as I was listening to the president speak, now don't shut me off if you're someone that's on the left or you totally disagree with our president. This isn't about if you are a Republican or a Democrat. This is about our world today. I heard a mom speak, lost her four-year-old. The four-year-old wasn't out in a riot or in violence, but the four-year-old was a bystander. That mom no longer has her child. But see, when this violence gets going, people seem to not pay any attention. So when this all started out and we talked about Black Lives Matters, I was okay with that. And I even went to a peaceful protest locally, mainly because I wanted to see what was going on. But I can no longer, with good conscience, post anything anywhere and use the words Black Lives Matter, although Black Lives do matter, but I no longer post it or any articles about it in the positive sense because mostly what I'm hearing is violent. And those people that were stepping up to the plate, which was good at the beginning because of what happened to George Floyd, my opinion, as I have followed this all the way up to now, all of this was just smoldering underneath waiting to come out. But the problem is it started out with Black Lives Matters and Black Lives Do Matter. But now it's turned into something else and it makes it look like the way it's portrayed and what we hear those who are violent repeating and shouting Black Lives Matters because of what they're doing. They are showing us not even their own race matters. And either do we, either do I. It doesn't matter what color we are. This is like a roaring fire. And now as I read in the news today and heard in the news that in some areas like Chicago and Portland, it's time for the federal government to step in. Well, guess what? I live in the USA and I desire to be safe. And if we let this go in just the specific cities where this is going on, eventually it will turn into a roaring flame across our nation. I'm calling people today or whenever you listen to this to pray for your nation. Are you a Christian? Are you a born again Christian? Are you a man, a woman, a child, a teenager, a young adult, whatever age? that prays, are you someone who prays, then I am calling you to intercede, especially for these areas where this is going on. I know even the city I live in, it is not like Chicago or Portland, but we have shootings that happen here. 
and the majority of the time they are in one area and we have a group of people and I'm sure there's other people that we do not even see that are not in public that are not in the videos they're not in the groups that go viral they're not out in the public but there are people that intercede for our city asking God to intervene but we are living in a polarized season of life in our nation. You know, it wasn't that long ago I was in a conversation with someone about bending our knee and here's where I stand on bending my knee. I bend my knee to God and I bend my knee to Jesus. I do not bend my knee to another race or even my own. I will not. As a born-again Christian, I will not. It doesn't mean I'm proud. It just means in my heart I cannot and refuse to bend my knee to a group of people. Once again, that word for today is polarized. We are so polarized. And now we look at this pandemic that we're in and we have people living in fear. They're afraid. They're paranoid. Some are suffering from what I've read and what I've heard is they're suffering PTSD because they're afraid. But I'm reminded back to the beginning of this and even now that God's word tells me I am not to have a spirit of fear. A spirit of fear is not of the Lord. A spirit of fear is from the enemy. And that even in the midst of the pandemic, my job is to follow the rules and instructions that are laid down for me and any laws that are in place, unless they're against God's word. And then as I'm doing this and I'm praying, I need to follow the Lord's direction. So with all of these instances that I'm mentioning here, the question is, who will we blame? Are we blaming the government? Are we blaming authorities? Are we blaming our pastors? Are we blaming our leaders? Not long ago, I was listening to something, and I don't plan on listening to it again. Um, it was kind of a type of a Bible study that I called into, and it, it just did not set right with me. The conversation that took place was blaming born-again Christians. If we would do what we're supposed to do, this pandemic would not exist in the USA. I disagree with that because as I was listening to the points that were being shared, and this isn't anyone that's famous that you're going to find anywhere out there online if you look for the person. But as they went through all these points that if we do A, B, C, and D as a born-again Christian, then this will go away and God will remove his wrath from us. But according to all those points that were shared, is what this takes away is God's mercy. There would be no mercy. God's mercies are new every morning. You know, back in January of 2020, usually when a new year starts, sometime it's November, December, or it may be right at the beginning of the new year, and I, I kind of go seeking for, okay, Lord, um, do we continue on the path that we're on right now with Relationships of the Heart and Nancy J Ministries? Is there something that I should get rid of that we shouldn't be doing anymore? Well, this year in January, there was a scripture that kept coming to me constantly. And so I thought, okay, that is a scripture that we must hang on to. And it's Proverbs 4, 5 through 7. And this is the ESV version. Get wisdom, get insight, 
And that was the main part of it that really stuck with me. Um, get wisdom, and another version says, get understanding. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, which is wisdom, and she will keep you. Love her, which is wisdom, and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, and whatever you get, get insight. So the words that kept coming to me was the version of get wisdom and get understanding. And all I thought this was for was as we were setting out to 2020 and doing conferences in the USA, we were getting ready to set a date for one, start doing the um, advertising and the promotion. And guess what? As many other people out there, we needed to cancel everything and turn everything upside down because of the pandemic but to get wisdom and get insight and get understanding deals with what's going on now with what's unfolded my encouragement to you today is this there are times that God will give us a word he may even give us a scripture and we start really praying over that Um, we may just have it come in and out of our mind our thoughts we may even teach something about the area of scripture which that's what I did for one of our groups of leaders I recall sharing this with them but the understanding came later as by March this pandemic began to unfold even if we would have been able to move ahead with the conferences and workshops on site without the pandemic that would take wisdom and insight wisdom and understanding about how much more do we need now with what's going on in our world so my question to you today is this in the middle of a pandemic protests riots and political upheaval has God's word changed is it changing is God's promises only for yesterday and today is that true or is God's promises the same yesterday today and forever Hebrews 13 7 through 8 either we believe this or we do not remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith but I'd like you to hang on to verse 8 Jesus Christ when you start feeling fearful and afraid Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So to all of this, what is going on, is there a solution? Is there a perfect way to get along in our polarized society? I don't believe there is a perfect way. Do you know why? Because when we are in a conversation with someone, whether it is someone close to us, it may be an employee, it may be an employer, it may be a friend, it may be someone in the neighborhood, it may be a spouse, it may be someone we're in a dating relationship with, a close relationship, whatever type of relationship you may be thinking of right now, we can only be responsible for our own words. We cannot control what comes out of the mouths of others. Here's an example. When I went to the local protests when they were first starting here, definitely wasn't a riot, but you could start seeing there was one weekend it was really starting to build. And so I stayed home, but I was following one of our news stations as one of the... um, 
younger adults on the news station a guy and a woman and they were with their phones and they were following live so I was following them live and I watched this young woman as there's this line of policemen in a line because they were trying to block this one area of the street and stopping the traffic from going through and I saw this live video of this one young girl standing just inches from this policeman's face and just screaming and screaming and screaming at him and calling him names and speaking filth. I use this example to say this. We cannot control what's coming out of someone's mouth, but we can control what's coming out of our own. We can't control what we type on social media. Is what I'm noticing now, a lot of the main sites that I watch on social media, when they are live, they have the comments shut off. And it doesn't mean they're stopping freedom of speech. It means I have followed some of these feeds. It is awful. It is filthy. It is non-productive. It doesn't help anything. It helps nothing. It adds fuel to the fire. It's like if you have a campfire going, right? You have a campfire and you throw fuel on it. What does it do? It goes poof. But our relationships are still important in the middle of this. Don't kill the relationships in your lives that are close to you because of what's going on now. Like I have very strong opinions in the area of politics, in the area of my beliefs, but I also believe there is a way to talk to one another and still be on the other side and still come out okay. But once again, we are only responsible for what comes out of our mouths and our reaction. We may be saying everything right and we may be keeping our tongue under strict self-control and we're not attacking the other person we are just politely and respectfully sharing where we are at say social media right or even face to face but that other person on the other side that we're speaking to just lets it roll out of their mouth we cannot control that we're only responsible for what comes out of our mouths and we can make a difference. Before I sat down here today, I listened to a video um, that had just been posted on YouTube. Um, and the video is from the Exponential Group. So I'm not sure if there's a conference going on right now or it's um, live. All I had time to do was just listen to this one. But he began to speak about Jesus. And it's interesting because in my notes, I didn't have anything about this. Yeah, near the end, I have a little bit about Jesus. But as I was listening to him, he's talking about the gospel and he's talking about the world, but he's talking about church planters because that's what Exponential is focused on. But it reminded me of relationships. And so I um, returned to my desk before I hopped on here with you and I pulled out my map that I have. It's called Jesus Ministry. And it's what it is. It's a map and it lists on this map. It shows every place that Jesus traveled to. And you know, during Jesus' time, this was a polarized society. 
everyone didn't love the message of Jesus. In fact, many hated him. He ended up on the cross, right? He ended up on the cross. Yes, it was God's plan for this to happen, but he ended up on the cross because of people who hated him. But then after I looked at this map, I moved over to another few sheets of paper that I have here that I keep at the back of one of my notebooks. I've carried this around since when I attended a, a university. Um, and I had copied this. I wish I could give you the name of the book that I used, but I copied it only for my use um, when I was writing some papers because I couldn't take this book out of the library. Um, and I wish I could remember the name, but I can't. But I'm sure you can search something to uh, find something like this. Um, but it's the ministry of Jesus. And as I pulled this out today to look at it and just glance at it, through this graph is what you are able to see is the life of Jesus. Like where his ministry began and it lists the place and the places where he traveled to. We have the year of popularity, right? There was a time is why it's called this and it shows Matthew, Mark, and Luke every place that this is listed. Um, the popularity were places like um, Jesus calls for fishermen. You know, he they, they come. They, they, he calls them and they say, okay. So they go with him. And Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law. He begins preaching in Galilee. Matthew decides to follow Jesus and on and on. But then there's another list. It's called the year of opposition. And as we read in the Gospels, we see that the Pharisees and teachers of the law fought against Jesus. They were always trying to trick him. They, they were just always causing problems. This was a polarized society. We have Pharisees, teachers of the law. We have just without being the teachers or the head Pharisees or the priests, we have the people who were Jews who doubted that Jesus was the Messiah. When we read through this time, and if we also go out of the Bible and look at history during that time, we can see that the world was a mess. And then also within this list is the last week of Jesus, of what went on. And then another list is the parables that he told. But Jesus lived in a polarized society back then. And I believe we're living in a time, if you are a born again Christian, if you are not sure how to handle something, it may not just be a hot topic. You may be listening to this and you are living in one of those areas that I'm reading about in the news, that it's not safe for you to go outside. It's not the pandemic, but it's about the shootings. Like there was something I heard today where, um, uh, this was back in November, I think the gentleman said, um, he lost his wife. She was just going to um, the gym like she did early in the morning. She was in her car and someone pulled up, got out and shot her. And they still haven't found the person, but she's gone. And so today he was speaking um, during the time when the president was speaking. They had some people come forward that they had chosen to speak who have lost loved ones. But my final thoughts for you this evening are from God's Matthew 5, 9 ESV. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. James 3, 17 through 18. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, 
gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. We're also living in a time of forgiveness. When we forgive, it doesn't mean that it was right what someone did to us. It doesn't mean we're letting the person off the hook for what they did, but we are forgiving so we can move on. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Being peaceable and forgiving does not mean that we do not speak up. Jesus was meek, humble, and bold. He was not passive. That's why I'm speaking today. I care about people and I care about what's going on in our nation and in our world. When Jesus was in the wilderness, even when speaking to the Pharisees and teachers of the law and the opposition, he was still meek and humble, but he was bold. He was bold. Matthew 10:16, New King James Version. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, get this word, be wise as serpents. There's that word wise again, wisdom, and harmless as doves. Now, by myself and in my head, I don't believe I can do that. But with the help of the Lord, it is possible. So on a home front, on our home front, which is not just in our house, but those people we have contact with throughout the day, wherever we live, whether it's by phone, through text, in social media, where we work, in our churches, in our family, this is a time that we really need to work at our discernment and have wisdom in our conversations, in our relationships. Yes, we need God's help. Don't be afraid to ask. Maybe he's calling you to step up into something that is public, that is as an advocate. Maybe he's calling you to be that person that closes the door and no one even knows that you're doing it, but you're praying and lifting up the situations. Some of those I talked about today, but you're lifting up these situations to the Lord, asking him to intervene. If you believe it's not okay to ask, then you need to get in God's word, find those scriptures that tell you it is okay to ask. If you're not sure how to react in a specific situation, if you're to speak up or shut up, sometime I know that for me, it's like, Nancy, just shut up. If you're not sure, pray and search the scriptures. God desires to extend his mercy to you in the middle of your conversations because there's going to be times we are going to mess up right I know I know I have but there are also times that I need to speak boldly I had a two different situations recently um, both were business situations and they were by phone but it wasn't that I was angry it wasn't that I was mad but I had to speak very controlled and very specifically of what I needed from the other side and very clear and sometimes very strong. But that does not mean when we speak this way that we are not meek and we are not humble. Sometimes to get our point across, we must be bold. Have you ever heard a preacher when they really get going on a topic? It's not that they're trying to be mean to us. Well, the majority of them. It's maybe something they're passionate 
about. And there is something I'm passionate about, and that is relationships. But right now, where I'm at, because of what's going on in our nation and what I'm seeing happening within relationships with people, even those who may not be close friends, is that polarization. And so people are refusing to talk to one another or everything turns into an argument. So my prayer is for you to think before you speak, to think before you speak. So thank you for listening to me today. If you have a question or comment on today's episode, just look for the message tab. All you need to do is press that and you can speak into it and leave me a message. The maximum length of the message is one um, minute. It does ask you which episode um, that you're uh, leaving your message for. So you can ask a question or leave a comment. Um, and it is highly possible that I may place your comment in one of my episodes. Also, we are a listener supported podcast. What does this mean? This means just look for the support tab and drop in a gift financial gift yep and in advance i thank you for your gifts there's three amounts it's a ongoing gift like the lowest one is only 99 cents per month so check out my buttons also to be taken to my online locations if you look at this page if you're listening to me on anchor but also i'm all over the place in in other areas anchor sends me out to other podcast companies but if you are um listening to this on my Anchor FM page. Uh, There are buttons there that you can just check them out and they'll take you to my other online locations like Facebook and YouTube. And I think I also have Twitter on there. And don't forget to check out the website link. Just press that and that will explain to you if you'd like to join my e-community, what the e-community looks like. So thank you for joining me at Relationships with Nancy. And I will be back next week with a new episode.